The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy. And thank you to all of my listeners out there. I really appreciate you joining me for another one of my shows. Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting is quite an area of exploration. It's a lifetime of work, but it is the most rewarding work we can ever do. So before we get started, let me just remind you again of the three places you can reach me. I would love to hear from you. Comments, uh, questions, thoughts, uh, please do that. I would appreciate hearing from you. The website is www.thedivineiswithinus.com. On Facebook, the same five words, The Divine Is Within Us. And at Gmail, thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. You might want to get a pen and a piece of paper again today. We're going to be continuing with what we started two weeks ago, dancing in the delights of our imperfections. (laughs) And we're going to do this because I ran out of, of time last time, and so there's a lot more notes I wanted to share with you. But we're going to dance in our imperfections without any shame, without any guilt. And I'm going to go back and introduce a few thoughts to you that were included in the show two weeks ago. But you might want to go back there when you can and uh, pick up uh, more details uh, because I, would, I don't have time to give them all again this week. Anyway, just know this. We all are imperfect. We have those imperfections deep inside. And yet, so often, we live our lives in the energies of being ashamed of them, uh, needing to hide them, pretending perhaps that they're not there. Sometimes we just run away from them. Or sometimes we say, well, everybody's imperfect, so eh, just forget it. Who cares? And yet, right there is the biggest issue the most rewarding issue that we can face. We look at our imperfections, and when we know that we can transform them, when we know that we can eliminate the negative and replace them with what we choose to be, we will have the transformational experience of birthing a new self. There's going to be a show or two coming up on that in just a few weeks. But our job as human beings is to understand why we're here. And what are we doing here? And what is the purpose of all this? I would share with you this. We are here to learn. We are here to grow in our understanding. And we're here to remember. 
When I first heard that thought years ago, I said, oh, come on, you got to be kidding. Remember? <laughs> Remember what? And yet, in the last many years of growing and, and learning and, and birthing a new self and all of these things that I have discovered, yes, I know that it, it, it is, it's possible for all of us. We can become a new person. We can become a new self. We can understand why we're here. And we can know that we're on our path back home. So, just remember this. Every imperfection is a door to be opened and an adventure to enter. Every imperfection holds an insight that we can gain and that we can appreciate. And then every imperfection is an opportunity to find our most beautiful self. As I mentioned just a minute ago, that it's that transformational process that takes us to the most beautiful self we've ever been. The truth is, you can virtually choose any life experience you want, but not until we decide to act on it. We will never have anything until we act on it. Not just sitting on the porch dreaming about it, not just walking and thinking or hoping or dreaming, but actually doing something about it. So there are three groups I mentioned last time uh, about uh, thing that people think, uh, or different thoughts about perfection, that is. Just who are those that think they are perfect? Well, there are those who think they are, and they're deceived. <laughs> there are those who say, oh, well, you know, we're all imperfect, so let's just eat, drink, and be merry, and you know, tomorrow we die. And then there are those who own their imperfections. They see the shadow, they see the light. They choose to learn from the shadow, and we'll be talking much more about that next week as well. To look at the shadow, to embrace it, to find light in our dark places, and we keep growing and learning. But what is perfect? What is imperfect? Even our definition of perfect is flawed because that definition is always changing. If we say, you know, good enough, does that mean perfect? If we say just right, does that mean it's perfect? Or if we say something, well, that's all that's required, is that close to perfect or not? Whatever we say is perfect today may not be perfect at all for tomorrow. We've all discovered that many times. Life is changing and changing and changing some more. I've mentioned many times and speaking different places and in writing and even like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the famous martial arts uh, expert, Bruce Lee, was with us for quite a few years. He had much more to contribute to this world than martial arts experience. One of his famous quotes is, to change with change is the changeless state. In other words, since everything is changing and changing and changing, if we just keep changing with it, we'll never have to change. And I thought, wow, what a beautiful insight. So often we sit in a conservative mentality, thinking that, oh, we just need to hold on to everything or, or keep things from changing and, and keep change from happening, and we can't do it. We just can't do it. The externals of the world are there. The externals are always changing. They are what they are, but what is deep inside of us is what matters most. Once we begin to realize that 
who we are, or just who we are as human beings, that the, we are the divine in human form, then we can relax, step into all that is within, and dance in the delights of our imperfections. Yes, we have many imperfections. All of us do. You've heard me talk on other shows about the human shadow, and I mentioned a few minutes ago as well, that there's so much to, to learn about the human shadow, but it's not ever something that we need to feel guilty about. Never. We've been taught to feel guilty about our shadow or about our imperfections, about the things that we uh, have done wrong, according to somebody, about the mistakes that we've made. And yet, you also remember me talking about the beauty of uh, celebrating all of our mistakes. We can do that. Every time we look at a mistake, look at, in, look at ourselves in the mirror and ask what the gifts are in that, we can transform them. I have a whole list today to, to go through with you. We got to just one or two of them last time, but there's so much more that we need to learn. So remember, in the next two shows, I'll be dealing with uh, owning and embracing our shadow self and finding light in our dark places. But how can that be if the divine is within us, you may ask? And right there is the subject for today. Yes, the shadow too is within us. The voice of the ego and the voice of the divine are always speaking. So we have a choice as to which voice we will listen to and which path we will walk with great delight. The divine never requires perfection of us at any time. And that's one of the greatest uh, lies that has ever been told to us, that there's always some God in religion that re, you know demands that we're perfect, that requires that we're perfect. Or if we're not, then we're accused of being wicked or shameful or sinful or something. And, uh-oh, and here's the trap. If you don't accept the dogma of those who are talking like that, you are doomed forever. Well, I can say with absolute delight that that is absolutely not the truth. Totally not true. And you'll be learning all kinds of things about that in uh, this show in the weeks to come. We are here temporarily in, as physical beings to walk the planet. We're here to learn and then to return home. Someone has left the light on for us, you've heard me say, and that light is within. So there are three quick reminders here, and then we're going to get into the list today. You remember me talking last time, or two weeks ago, rather, about the asking and you shall receive, seeking and you will find, and knocking and the door will be open. Yeshua taught this in a very clear, very clear images in the Aramaic language. This was show number five, uh, and you can go back and check that if you haven't heard it. But we are to ask as we're living our lives. Ask for insights. The Aramaic sense of asking is never making requests for things. It's Prayer is never asking, I've got to have that, I've got to have that, oh, please give me this, or please give me that. That is not what prayer is all about. Prayer is opening our insides up and saying, wow, show me. Show me what there is here for me to understand, and show me if there's anything that is blocking me from experiencing what it is that I want to see in my life. That's the difference. So we can empty ourselves, and you've heard me talk about that before too, in the very first show about my trip to the Baja, where I began doing that emptying experience. 
So asking and we will receive. Number two is seeking and we will find. And the seeking, again, is saying, okay, not just uh, for things, but for answers and insights. What is going on in my life right now? How can I look at this? How can I see it differently? How can I understand myself? And our intuition deep inside needs to be awakened. The shadow is the ego, but the divine voice within is the intuition, where we can hear and learn and grow deep within just by that inner knowing of who we are and what to do. And then the third one was knocking. Knocking on the door is a continuous act as well. In fact, all three of these verbs, ask, seek, and knock, are in the present tense progressive. And they mean to ask and keep on asking, to seek and keep on seeking, and knock and keep on knocking. But as I shared with you last time, too, remember that there's no latch on the door that you can just walk up and grab a hold and make that door open. That isn't what it's about. And there's no one behind that door that you have to please in order to get through the door. There's no one behind that door that wants to make you a victim and do what they say before you can enter. The door opens when we are have done our inner work, the inner preparation. That's the key. And we can stand there, we can knock on the door, and the more we knock, the more we say, what else do I need to do inside? What other work must I do inside myself so that I can be prepared for this door to open? You are the one that opens the door. No one else opens that door for you. And that is the most beautiful part of the Aramaic teachings of Yeshua. The divine within us is the key to everything that we are, everything that we do. And as we keep knocking, we keep asking, show me what the next step is. Tell me this, show me that. So we're going to get into our list in just a few minutes in the sense of wondering as we wonder. But right now, it's time for a break, and I will see you on the other side of three minutes. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. 
listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So let's get back to the list that I started two weeks ago and see if we can get through it today. There are issues in our side of ourselves that we have to look at and pay attention to. And the third one on my list was the issue of believing lies. How many times have we believed a lie about ourselves? What does those what do those lies do to us? We there are lies about ourselves that we believe, there's lies about others that we have believed. But stop for a minute and ask yourself. Write down on the piece of paper that you got. What lies have I believed about myself? Hopefully, a lot of those are in the past and we've grown past them and through them and beyond them. But ask yourself this, is there any frustration, any lie, any untruth that's hanging around inside of you that you have been either tempted to believe or you've actually believed it? I am bad. (laughs) I really am uh, done some shameful things. I really have made mistakes here. Well, of course we have. So, have you believed that you're bad, or have you believed that you've just made a mistake from which you can learn something? That's the difference. And so many times those lies come to us directly from the men of religion. The dogma and the theology that they have created are horrendous. The dogma and the theology were all put together by men. And the history of that is in uh, all the books that I've written and, and other places. You can find books that I'll be sharing with you along the way. But it was created by men. All religions started with men. Most of them started because men were afraid and men were believing lies about themselves. So they had to develop theology and, and dogma to to bring to themselves answers for the problems they thought they had. But which ones of these lies of theology are the ones that hurt us the most? I've mentioned them, and I'm sure that you agree, that it's the lie of that we're wicked, or that we're bad, or that we deserve eternal punishment. None of those teachings are in the message of Yeshua, the Aramaic Jesus. None of those issues are there. He did not teach religion. He did not teach the the dogma of shame or guilt. He taught that the kingdom of heaven is within you. And we're going to be talking much more about that too in, in the weeks to come. But sometimes we believe lies about ourselves because of what other people have said. And we need to ask ourselves, are they telling the truth? And beyond that is what deceptions might they be holding? And out of those deceptions, they make accusations. We always have to question the person that's trying to make us feel imperfect or bad or guilty or shameful. And we ask ourselves, why did I believe that? Is there something in me that maybe looks kind of like that? Or maybe I told a lie. And you're a liar, comes the accusation. So, instead of hiding in the shame and hiding in that truth as an imperfection, we say, you're right, I did lie. 
And you know what? I've lied more than you know. But I try to learn from my lies. And if you got a few minutes, I'll tell you what I've been learning by owning the untruth and seeing what was hiding behind that for me. Because I'm not afraid to own my lies. I'm not afraid to, to say, yes, I've been deceived. I'm not afraid to say, I've believed the wrong thing. What has contributed to that situation from within myself? That is the question that I always have to ask me. What lies about myself have I believed? Who told me that? And what was that person's issue? What is the most painful lie that you would say you have believed about yourself? So I would encourage you to just make some brief notes now and and later when you have time to sit down and, and think about it more deeply, to make a list of all the lies you have endured or are enduring. Make a list of the people who've been telling you those lies and then begin to ask the deeper questions. Ask yourself how you might have contributed to this picture. Ask yourself if you have been false in any way, if you've skirted the truth, or perhaps we've lied about others. We're not, we don't have to be afraid to ask ourselves those questions when we know that whatever the answers are, we're going to own them. We're going to say, yeah, yeah, that's there. That was there. And I am no longer going to deny that. I'm going to explore this. And I'm going to find out why this is in my life. And I'm going to find out how I can transform it. In that energy, we don't have to be afraid of anything. Not one thing. We can own everything. Yes, you're right. And there's far more to that than you know, but I'm not going to tell you right now (laughs) or whatever works. But we know the truth. And when we own the truth, then we're free. Let me say that again. When we own the truth, then we're free. No one has any enjoyment in holding something against us when we say, yeah, you're right. That's true. (laughs) And then we get to learn. They can do with it what they want. It's like walking into your dressing room and looking in the mirror. This is perhaps the most beautiful issue of all uh, in the Aramaic itself. Because the Aramaic is all about who we are. And as we take time to look in the mirror, the mirror that our actions reflect back to us, the mirror that our words reflect back to us, the mirror that past difficulties and past pain and past struggles, uh, we take a look at those and we look, our, look at ourselves, and we smile at ourselves. by the way, and we say, using our name, say, tell me, what is it that's being reflected back to me here? What is the truth here? And what is it that I can own? What is it that I can set myself free from and become a more beautiful self? Because you get to choose what replaces the old pattern. You get to choose a new behavior. You get to choose a new attitude. You get to choose a new way of being. How will you become impeccable by telling the truth is a good question. Another one might be, how will we become beyond reproach by being the truth? And as human beings, we are always going to be struggling with what's true and what isn't what's mostly true and what's partly not. 
and all the issues around truth. But instead of hiding from any of it at all, we can sit down and say, okay, from now on, I am going to look myself in the mirror, and we, that image in the mirror and me, we are going to say yes to everything that's true, and yes to everything we want to get rid of and leave behind, and yes again to everything we want to replace that with. So, what is your message to me is the most important question we can ask when it comes to believing lies or telling lies or dealing with whatever is not true. The next point I want to talk with you about is hurting others. Oh my, we've all done that. We've all been hurt. And I wonder sometimes, do we hurt other people because we've been hurt? But if we've done that, and, and we've hurt others because we haven't transformed our own pain, then it becomes a vicious cycle. But when we say, yes, I've been hurt, this past issue was painful for me. I really cried about that. I felt awful about it. I felt that I was terrible because of what I did. So we ask ourselves again in the mirror, why did I need to hurt that person? Did I hurt them because I had failed to deal with this issue deep inside? For I guarantee you, when we deal with the issues inside of ourselves, we then don't have to pass them on. Oh, how beautiful that is. And that's what Yeshua meant when he talked about uh, turning the other cheek. And people totally missed this one. It says, uh, in the English, if someone hits you on the in the face or smites you on the cheek, turn the other cheek. Oh, really now? Since when did Jesus teach the idea of being uh, or turning the other cheek and letting ourselves be a victim? Since when did he teach that? No, he didn't. What he said was, whatever comes at us, if we deal with that on our inside and learn from it, we can return a different energy than what has come at us. So we ask ourselves, what part of me was hurting? What unmet need contributed to doing that? Were I tr- or was I trying to punish uh, that other person? And if so, I need to own that and say, I don't need to punish anybody. Others' mistakes never require punishment. That's not my job. But I look at my own, and then I transform them, and I replace them. I make a list of how others have hurt me, of who and and, uh, what did they do and and why and more. I make a list of how I've hurt others do the same thing. And when I get honest about that, I can ask myself about this pain inside and what has happened and why we do these things to each other. We check the mirror. We ask ourselves all these questions and more. And then we say, What am I going to do about it? What can I change? I don't need to hurt other people if I deal with the pain inside. If I know where it's come from, maybe that person has issues in their lives and they just totally can't help themselves. That doesn't mean that I have to respond in in the like manner. doesn't mean I have to return the same energy back to them because all that does is create the old eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth kind of nonsense. But when I take it, the pain, 
that I've been hurt by others or I've hurt others. And I look at it, I understand what's going on, I understand who I am, who I was, and who I want to be, then I can look myself in the mirror again and say, here's what I'm going to change. And when I change those issues about me, when I see myself reflected in them and say, oh, I see it, I have had that problem too, then I am going to make a list of what I'm going to change. I get help from my friends, the closest people to me, those who love me the most, and I share with them, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I want to replace. Will you help me? Will you support me? Because here's my list of what I have to replace, and here's my list of what I'm going to replace this old stuff with. And you sit down with those people and share that with them. I guarantee you the path to transformation is at hand. But now it's time for another break, so I'll get right back with you in a couple of minutes. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Be Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Again, that's thedivineiswithinus at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. So we're walking through a list today of the kinds of things that can come at us or the kind of things we can do. They're all about imperfections of ourself and imperfections in other people. And remember, we're learning to dance in our imperfections. We dance because we learn from them. And through learning from them, we grow. So number five on my list is arrogance. Uh-oh. When's the last time you felt really arrogant? (laughs) Uh, I don't think that comes upon most of us too often, but once in a while. And I wonder, in what circumstances have we felt this? And we need to ask ourselves what those circumstances were and why. Why that? What are we not getting enough of? Sometimes that's the sure sign of arrogance. We're not getting enough of something, so we pretend that we've come 
more than, than positive about something in our lives and actually become a bit, uh, negative on the arrogant side. But why do we need to fake importance? What are we not getting enough of? What are we hiding? My need? What is my need? Have we ever sat down to study our needs as human beings? For this is what the issue really is when it comes to any of these imperfections. But what are the human needs? Needs are something we must talk about. I first heard uh, a man to talk years ago, a man, the man who wrote uh, Nonviolent Communication. And his name escapes me right now, but it'll come to me. And he said that everything we do, every single act we, we it, are involved in, everything is a way that we're trying to get some inner need met. And I said, wow, that's something to, be, to think about. Human needs. What is it that we need that we're not getting? Do we need acceptance? And no one seems to be doing that. That's a legitimate human need to find and experience acceptance, to find and experience affection, appreciation, the energies of belonging, of closeness, compassion. Consideration is very important. Empathy, we need to both give it and receive it. Love, we need love. Others need love. This is perhaps the biggest of all human experiences and needs. Intimacy. We need nurturing and respect and security and support. We need trust and warmth, emotional safety, humor, beauty, and there are so many more. So many needs that we have. And it's okay to sit down and say, I need this. We also need to distinguish between needs and wants. I want him to go away. No, that's, uh, that's not a need. That, you're right, it's a want. Or you say, I need him to go away. No, that's, that's a want, not a need. But make a list of what's happening in your life when you have felt arrogant and why that might be there. Why did it feel good? What was it replacing for you? What need were you trying to get met? In fact, in every one of our imperfections that has happened to us, we can ask this very, very important question. I think there's none other more important than this one at all. And that is, what need was I getting met when I did that? What need was I getting met or trying to get met when I said that? Over and over and over again. So we go back to the mirror. We ask what's being reflected to us in that situation. And why have we felt so bad at times that we needed to feel better than someone else? Then choose what will replace those patterns. Number six is pushing others away. What is it about yourself that you have not yet had the courage to face? So we push other people away to make up for that. What is it about yourself that you do not yet want to look at? What was it in someone else that you wanted for yourself but maybe didn't have that? Do we push others away because they're reminding us of something we don't have but we really want? And what did that pushing away accomplish? Sometimes people remind us 
of things that we, about ourselves that we would simply rather forget. So make that list. Talk to yourself about those needs, and you can gain the insights. Write them down, and you know what to do with them. The next one on my list is called is dishonesty. What is it that you might be, that I might be afraid to own? What is it that I'm not willing to admit about myself? What do I think I'll lose if I told the truth at every moment? What does hiding something really accomplish? Again, we can go back and we can make a list of those issues that we haven't been honest about. And the process that I've been sharing all along here, it's the same for each one of these issues. To look in the mirror, to ask ourselves the questions, to make the list, to choose what has to go, and to choose what will replace it. We get support from others along our path back home. We need each other so much for so many things. But it, there's no greater honor that I can think of than for someone to sit down and say, you know, here's the transformational work I'm doing in my life, and I want and I need your support. Here's what I'm working on. I'm working to get rid of this, and I'm working to add this and replace it with this. Will you help me by reminding me when you see that I'm not doing it? Or will you ask me questions about how I'm doing in this process and support me along the way? If we do that for each other, we will have the deepest, most intimate, and wonderful relationships that we could ever dream of. It's especially true with, in, in a, a relationship, in a romantic relationship, to trust each other in that way, to know that we're on the same team, that we're really sharing and supporting with each other. And, you know, we don't have to fight about anything or argue about anything. We don't have to put each other down. We never have to raise our voice, ever. We're just curious about what are you learning, my love? What are you understanding? How can I support you? Here's how you can support me. Oh, talk about a relationship that grows. This is the way to do it. Then there's another issue, blindness. Blindness. And what does this mean anyway? What we have, or what have we not yet chosen to see? That is the question. And in some ways, that question is impossible to answer. Because how can you know what you haven't seen if you haven't seen it? So the real question is, am I exploring enough? Am I reading enough? Am I searching enough? Why or why not? Is there anything about myself that I'm afraid to see? Is there anything about others that, that, that might be an issue that I do or do not want to see? But if I have something about me that I don't want to see, what would that be? And how can I know that? Again, the only way to know it is to sit down and be really honest with ourselves. That person, that, other, that special uh, friend or that lover or whatever else, uh, whatever that relationship might be, that is, person can be the key to helping you bring out that truth, to open our eyes, to help us to understand. There's nothing more honoring in the whole world than to have someone trust us with this kind of a relationship. Intimacy is into me, you see. Intimacy is here's myself, let me see yourself. And neither one of us have to be afraid of anything. 
We will just allow each other to be. We'll grow in that. We'll support each other. No criticism necessary. We just ask the question, hmm, I'm curious about that. Tell me what that means. So if we're afraid to see something about ourselves, well, again, the very best way, I think, is to ask those closest to us what they see. They'll tell us if they know it's safe. (laughs) The next one on my list is fear. Oh, this is a big one. We all have so many fears in our lives, or we have had, or we will have, or whatever. But what is fear all about? What is fear trying to tell us? What part of myself scares me the most? What part of me in that mirror that reflected back to me is the most difficult for me to see? Do you fear those things outside of yourself? Or do you fear the kinds of things that are inside? The externals like jobs and finances and relationships and family and car and weather and all kinds of things. But the internals are feelings, attitudes, emotions, thoughts, mistakes, imperfections, guilt and shame. Is there a difference between internals and externals in your life? And what that is is so important. Ask yourself what that difference might be. Why do you fear something you do not understand? A really difficult question at times. So we get help. We either read and explore and and read another book or two or talk to another friend or two, and we can explore all the things that we do not understand. Are my judgments about myself and others all related to something that we fear? It can be, and it doesn't have to be. So again, do the mirror exercise, make the list, and you can take your fears from a place of not knowing to knowing and to getting rid of them. Well, the next on the list is projections. Oh boy, here we go. (laughs) Aren't our projections onto others actually the things that we don't like about ourselves? Of course they are. We're all guilty of that. We've been guilty of seeing in other people what's in ourselves that we don't want to admit to or own. Again, Yeshua taught a very important issue about that, about the log and the splinter. There's the person that's always looking at others and saying, you got a splinter in your eye, you got a splinter, you got a problem. And people today, we see it in the news and, and society so much today and all over the television, people saying, you got a problem, you got a problem, you're bad, you're this, you're that. Yeshua said, no, don't do it that way. He said, instead of looking at the splinter, in someone else's eye, take a look at the log that is in your own. For what you're seeing in others is just a small part of what you yourself are guilty of. If we can remember that, if I can just remember that, I don't have to criticize anybody. I need to stop first and say, hmm, what are they revealing to me about myself? Is there a log in my eye? Is that why I criticize them? I need to be honest about that. doesn't mean we can't evaluate situations or have issues with, with various things in society, but without pointing the finger, and that is the difference. We can be uh, aware of truth, and we can speak about that. 
time again for another break. So I'm going to take a stop right here and we'll pick up the list when I get back. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com. Again, that's the divine is within us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy. We're talking about projections, talking about the splinter that we see in other people's eyes, when, in fact, there's a log in my own. Why do we think that our garbage might look better on someone else? <laughs> we do that without thinking. But we need to be very specific here. Who is that other person? And what am I criticizing them for? What am I projecting onto them? And what am I seeing in them? that I really don't like about myself. Oh, this is an area where once we really get into it and and practice it, it becomes one of the most liberating experiences in our whole life. Religion teaches us to keep these things quiet, to keep them hidden inside of ourselves, to just sort of confess them as some sort of a sin. But beyond that, just keep going, Get get some sort of forgiveness and then just keep being yourself. One of the craziest things I've ever heard, a person one day heard someone say something to them and they say, oh, well, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven, and they ran away. How dishonest is that? That has to be something that we get rid of in our experience. It's not forgiveness that we're looking for. It's honesty within ourselves. We are the ones that forgive, not others that forgive us. When we forgive ourselves, of these projections, when we forgive ourselves of the mistakes that we've made, when we forgive ourselves for the imperfections that we have, then we can begin to dance. We forgive ourselves, we let other people be themselves, and we never have to keep account of other people's mistakes. And most of all, 
I don't have to keep track of my own mistakes either. So what do we have to convince ourselves about? We can look inside deeply and say, you know, I just need to be, I just need to choose. I look at all these other, you know, the dark side issues, and I see the light side issues, and I am choosing to be. I'm not going to worry about others anymore. They will be who they are. I will just keep allowing them to be that, and I am going to deal with myself. So many issues, so many things to look in the mirror and to talk to ourselves about. The conflict that happens in life is something that is probably never possible to be completely rid of. But with who do we have the most conflict? And why them? Are they reflecting something back to us? Now, this isn't always true. Sometimes there are people acting in certain ways that just cut across the grain and, and deny the things that we value the most. So it's not always something that we are doing, but we're seeing some really strong negatives in other people. So what do we do about that? Yes, there are times we need to confront that other person. There are times we need to speak the truth. But the key is to understand with what motive are we doing that. And we can look someone else in the eye and say, you know, I need to share this. And here's what I'm seeing. If there's any part of this that is me projecting onto you, I don't want to do that. But there's an issue here. And I want to be very clear. So why is this happening in that person's life, and why are we seeing it? Because in every situation, we can have the luxury of saying, hmm, is there anything reflecting back to me here? That is such a beautiful, beautiful response. And that way, we can speak our truth where we need to. We can work on any other issue, and we can tell people at times, look, you're making a huge mistake. This really needs to be corrected. And sometimes that's necessary. As long as we're dealing with ourselves, we are then more clear to see things as they really are. So make sure that there's not anything within myself that I uh, don't want to look back at and, and, or that I refuse to look back and refuse to change. Is there something in myself that I'm feeling guilty about, that I feel shame about? These are hard things at times to look at, but once we begin the process and know, again, that no matter what we find, we can just own it and say, yes, that's there. Wow, how did that get there? And what am I going to do about it? Talk about a dance. Talk about looking at your imperfections as, as, the, uh, as, as the, the issue that starts the music playing, shall I say. When you hear the music, when you see the imperfections, no, it's time to dance. It's time to dance when we look at those issues and when we choose to transform them. So what is life all about? What are we doing with it? What are the issues that we look at, that we call ourselves on, the things we feel so bad about? There's so many issues that we can deal with, that we need to deal with. And yet, it can be a positive thing. I just need to say that again. It can be and will be a very positive experience once we begin to look at these things and say, hmm, imperfect? Yep, I am. 
but I'm getting better. So when it comes to the issue of failing to love, one of the questions I've had to ask myself as I spent years and years alone, living by myself, do I expect others to love me first? And why would that be? What if that other person is expecting the same? Then what? Do I expect others to love me in uh, ways that, uh, you know, I can't uh, stand, or issues I can't stand about them? Or what's going on here? What if I took the lead because I choose to be stronger? What about this issue of love? And we're going to have another show coming up in the, in the near future about the commitment to become unconditional love. When we choose that, and it's not easy, but when we choose to be unconditional love, our life changes. Other issues that we're always looking at and, and facing, issues of valuing externals over internals. Uh, this is an issue we face every day. Are the material things around us more important than what's going on inside of us? Why would a new car be more valuable than facing my fears? Why would a new car be more valuable than overcoming dishonesty? Why would a new car be more important than dealing with my projections, my failure to love, the lies that I've told, the needs I've not yet met deep inside, the arrogance of hurting others, and all these issues that we've been talking about today? We value externals over internals because that's easier, or so it seems, until we realize that 10 new cars will never take away one fear or not one bit of pain will be gone. We've been lied to by the capitalist system that benefits the cheaters and the liars the most. The greedy have, seen, it seems, only learned to be more greedy. Yes, money buys things we need, that's for sure but it also buys things that can prevent us from finding our most beautiful self. What price do we pay for keeping a hold of our pain? What price do we pay for holding on to our fears and holding on to our dishonesty? We can dance in our imperfections as we claim them and as we learn from them. We focus on circumstances at times instead of causes we blame others instead of understanding what has really taken place. We must look deeper, and we can. We must look at all the factors possible, and even then, a relationship cannot be made between two events just because of time. The greatest cause of any circumstances are the energies of the people involved. So the most valid question is, did I in any way contribute to that circumstance coming about? No blame, no shame, no guilt for others is allowed, and none for yourself either. Just looking and owning and changing what needs to be changed. That is the beauty of who we are and who we can be. We dance in our imperfections as we claim them and learn from them. Dancing with others in this celebration is what life is all about. No one is bad. No one is less than. We are in this human experience together. So look at this from the perspective of teamwork. We're not in this life all by ourselves. We're not responsible to heal everything just by ourselves. We can get help. 
or com the community we build with others around us is the most important. So let's dance in the beauty of our being, the divine and human form, in the quest to know our true identity and the beauty of life. You're far more beautiful than you've yet realized. Next week, we're going to be talking about embracing the human shadow. I'll see you then. Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.